Hello, and welcome to Beautifully Awkward, a podcast about embracing the beautifully awkward moments of life. Welcome. If you've never listened in on our podcast before, I am so happy that you're here with us listening in, and I hope that you'll take a moment to maybe listen to some of the previous episodes and all that I've shared over the last year. June marks one year for the Beautifully Awkward podcast, and I am so excited that I jumped feet first into this project, and it continues to grow and evolve, and I have found that I myself have evolved in a lot of ways too. But over the last month, I struggled with where to go from here. So it's been one year, and I realized that a lot of what was stopping me from kind of moving forward and gaining momentum has been feeling overwhelmed. So hopefully some of you can relate to that. It's been a struggle for me. And I think that regardless of what phase of life you may be in at this point in time, whether you're single, uh, married, divorced, all of the above, you know, there's just been a lot of transitions happening. So over the past week, our shelter in was lifted after the COVID-19, which was put in place in March, was now lifted in June. And so that came with it a lot of transitioning back into society in some ways. We had kind of been hibernating here in our home and creating kind of this safe bubble. And then there was things that were kind of happening. And I've really struggled with how to transition back with work. I didn't have much of a choice. I just threw myself back into work and I'm doing the best that I can to kind of manage the emotions that have come from that. But I've really had to manage a lot of anxiety, a lot of concerns about the safety of my family, the safety of other people. And I've wondered one of the funniest things that has happened to me is I I wondered how I ever worked an eight-hour day prior to three months ago. Because now, returning back to work, so I work my full day, eight hours, seven and a half sometimes, depending on the day, but then I come home and there's 50 other things that need to be done, whether it be the dishes or getting the house cleaned up or feeding the kids and my husband for dinner or planning out you know, what we're gonna do the next day or whatever the circumstances are. Mainly it's focused around cleaning. And I'll get to a couple of tips that I've come across for that. But I don't know how I did it all before because now it seems so foreign. And it got me thinking about, it's amazing how our bodies and minds adjust to the new norm. And I know that that's a phrase that probably has annoyed some people. But that's the reality is that we have been through this period of time and this collective experience, and yes, people responded to it differently, but at the same time, we all tried to maneuver the best that we could, and it created a lot of, of various different experiences for people. But, you know, I was walking into the store the other day, and wearing a mask no longer feels foreign to me. I remember a couple of months ago, the idea of wearing a mask seemed just unnatural. I have to wear a mask. What is this going to look like? Are people going to judge me if I'm wearing it? Now it's the new norm. People wear masks when they go into stores. I wear it almost all day at work, uh, aside from when I'm in my office. 
And so, you know, we've really shifted in some ways, or at least I have shifted. I can't speak for everybody, but I know for me, I've shifted. And I've had to create new routines and a new way of viewing things because that overwhelming feeling takes hold sometimes. And for me, I know that when people are overwhelmed, some people shut down and they just don't do anything. They maybe curl up in bed or you know, binge watch Netflix or whatever it is. But for me, when I feel overwhelmed, I lash out the people closest to me or I get hyped up, I get anxious, I throw myself into cleaning and I wear myself down. And eventually I'm going to burn out. But I have enough awareness and insight to know that I got to make some changes. Because once I get to the burned out point, I mean, aside from maybe taking some self-care and I don't even know, vacation, whatever that may look like, there's really no way to come back from that. So I really had to develop um, some ways for me to manage my feelings of overwhelmed. So I know that I recently sat down with my husband and said, we need to find a way so that each day we both get some self-care. We both get us time collectively as a couple and as individuals because that's what was missing for me was that I was just going and going and eventually just falling into bed and it wasn't working and this has only been over the last two weeks because I just returned to work but I already can see that it's taking its toll I'm edgier with the kids I'm snappier I'm you know, not responding to them in a loving way when they run up to me right after I've gotten off of work because I'm exhausted. And so really trying to consciously be aware of that. And guess what? Doesn't make me a bad mom. Yeah, I yelled at my kids. And yeah, I I didn't embrace them with open arms when they ran up to me a couple of times. Doesn't make me a bad mom. It makes me a human being who needed some boundaries and who needed some way of saying, let me pause. I need something else. So as we've all gone through this period of time, some of us have even had existential crises of do I want to keep doing what I'm doing? Do I want to lose the things that I've gained like family walks and family dinners? I've found that I don't want to lose those things, but I do want to work. So how do I make sure that I still get a family walk in a couple of times a week because those were that was something that during the shelter and we did pretty frequently and it's something I don't want to really lose. I've loved having those moments with my family where we just go for a walk. My husband and I talk more because we're forced to you know hold a conversation which we've not really had the opportunity to do in the last maybe 8 or 9 years. So there's just been a lot of things that I've realized I don't want to let go of, but I also know that I have to kind of compartmentalize and be able to focus on my work and focus on my family and make that blend work in some way. And so that's where the overwhelm comes because it feels like there's just not enough hours in the day. How do I do this? And so... I don't know where you are, again, in kind of your phase of life or whether your circumstances are that you are returning to work or maybe you're retired or maybe you're just not really sure where to go next. Or even some of you listening may not have the opportunity to return to work because your job is not open right now. 
And so you're just trying to figure out how you're putting food on the table each day. We're all struggling with something, and I am by no means saying that my struggles are more important or worse than the next person. I just know that it's been a process for me to figure out what I can do. And I I think that that has turned into a lot of awkward moments for me because I found that when I get overwhelmed and overly anxious, like I said, I lash out at the people closest to me, but I also haven't been able to filter myself as well as I did in the past. So I don't know if you've had that experience, but I do not really filter myself as much at work as I used to. Now, Mind you, I'm always professional, and I don't think I've said anything inappropriate that anybody's going to come back and say, eh, you know, that wasn't okay. But when people aren't doing their job, I have let them know because that no longer is acceptable. I'm working as hard as I can, so they need to be working just as See, I don't even have a filter. <laughs> I don't even have a filter on here. Okay, let's try to back up for a minute. When I'm working as hard as I possibly can, everyone else better be working just as hard because I'm here and I'm taking that time away from my family. And that's such a different mindset than I had them before, but it's the reality of how I view things now because my view and perception has changed and I want to be with my family because I've just spent three months home with them and found that I really enjoy being around them all the time, but... We all have to transition back. In addition to the shelter-in being lifted, coronavirus is still alive and well. And so what we do with that has been a challenge because I've been reading a lot of articles about what to do when you social distance but other people don't, the awkward conversations where maybe you see friends hanging out or they invite you over and you're not comfortable. Maybe you're like me. I'm not comfortable seeing people yet. I I don't know when I'm going to turn that corner and be okay with seeing people, but I'm not right now. And so that has developed into a lot of awkward conversations because I don't want to go to social social gatherings. Even though I understand that you can have like 10 people or less and if you all social distanced, you're fine. I have literally changed my mentality to be a family unit, safe bubble, don't go outside the bubble. I'm totally open to hearing how you all are managing that. I'm not managing it so well. And so I've also had awkward conversations where friends are traveling or they're going out to the mall or they're going to this or that. And I'm thinking in my head, what are you doing? You understand that there is still the potential to contract COVID-19. But I also, so in reading these articles, I found that first off, shaming other people doesn't work. So I don't anticipate or intend to shame anybody. And I would not do that. Everybody has the right to make their own decisions. But you could educate them. You could say like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And then if they continue to not social distance or they decide that that's not what they want to do because they want to get out and that's what they need to be happy, then you accept them. I know that I've set some parameters and said, you do you, I'll do me, but don't think about coming over to my house because right now I need my bubble to stay intact because that's what makes me feel safe. And I think that sense of safety and security, sometimes if we can't get it outside the world, 
we try to make that or recreate it within our own homes. And I think that that's one piece that we do have control over. And and that's something that I, again, have utilized to manage all of this. The other things that have come about have been, in addition to COVID-19, there have been murder hornets, aggressive rats, and the newest thing is tiger mosquitoes. So I've pretty much, since it's now summertime, thought that we would all be outside and enjoying the summer season, but I'm not so sure. Now, hopefully, you know, the ecosystem gets a hold on all of that, but that has been overwhelming to me because it's almost like, you know, again, I I don't have murder hornets here where we're at, but just the concept of it, just, it's like, what else could 2020 throw at us? Well, in the wake of the shelter in people going out into the world, there's also the most recent news of George Floyd's death. And so there's been even more overwhelming emotions evoked in me and evoked in the people around me. And so if you put all of that collectively together, it it's going to feel overwhelming. There's been lots of peaceful protests here in my town. And I have just felt such great love and appreciation for all the people who are coming out and making a stance and saying things that really try to unify us. But there's also been so many people that are trying to change that in a way that's terrifying. And so we had a curfew. I think we still have it in place, a curfew of 7 p.m., So not only have we been through the COVID-19 pandemic, the shelter-ins, the concerns about contracting this virus that really kills some people and doesn't kill others. It's like a Russian roulette of viruses, murder hornets, and then protests and rallies where people are getting injured and hurt and riots are breaking out. And it just feels like I don't know where my safe place is anymore in the world because of all that's going on. I will say for there's been a lot of articles coming out and I've been trying to just look through them because I really am trying to learn more to understand. And somebody had made mention that that fear that you feel right now is what African-American, Latino communities, and minority communities feel on a daily basis. And I think that that's just something to kind of mull around in your head. If you're feeling that fear of what if somebody riots and, you know, what if they injure us or injure somebody else, like, those are real feelings that people are experiencing all every day. And sometimes we take for granted that, you know, we may or may not have those same experiences. I think that there's just so much support and there's so much progression that needs to happen right now. And I hope that those are things that we can all achieve over time. But this is not a political platform. And I'm not here to talk politics or talk religion or anything of that nature. I'm not talking about that right now. But what I'm saying is like, I don't want to create a heated discussion about whether racism is alive and well. The bottom line it is. So we don't have to discuss it because there's, there's evidence to show that. And if you don't think that's true, 
I don't know. I I would be open to having conversation and hearing because I'm open to all conversations. I'm more than happy to hear from you. But at this point, I think that that's one of the things that's coming out is those those kind of conversations are people are trying showing their true colors. And that's something that's a little bit scary because people that maybe never overtly said racist things are now saying things that I hear and take me back. And that's awkward for sure because I don't know what to say. I don't know whether to tell them hey, that's inappropriate. I have struggled with how to maneuver through those conversations in general. But a lot of times I have, in the past, I think I've maybe chuckled or walked away or given them a look like, "Eh, that wasn't cool. But now I feel like if you don't say anything, then you're part of the problem. And that creates a whole new dynamic that I'm not really accustomed to Because I, for the most part, don't really like confrontation. But I'm not having these discussions in a private, personal sector. This is happening professionally as well. A lot of things are coming to the surface and people are having to deal with them head on because of all of the news outlets and the information and on top of it we have an election this year so there's just you know people from different political parties and their views and the political candidates I mean I don't know maybe we should just like a band-aid just pull off 2020 and move into 2021 and hope for the best because this year has really just been an overwhelming exposure to so much. But I think that what I have seen in all of these instances that I've described here, and I know it's a lot of examples, but what I've ultimately seen is that people are changing. Some people are changing for the better. Some people are changing for the worse. And like I said at the very beginning, I know that I'm evolving. And that's the goal. The goal is for us to evolve and to find a way to make ourselves better. I think that where I want to go here is to talk about what are the answers to feeling overwhelmed. So going back to the main topic, because I think that I've talked a little bit about how to manage if friends or family are not social distancing. Again, the idea would be that you don't shame them or blame them for whatever may come after that. You just tell them, you know, I'm here for you. I I saw another article that said, you know, maybe helping them do something or maybe even asking them what is it that they need that would help them to not necessarily social distance more, but like everybody is different in what they need. So some people just need social interaction or other people needed something from the mall or they needed this or that. And so maybe if you can help them Or they just needed to get outside because they just felt so cooped up in their house. And so the idea of just going to the store brought them maybe joy in some form. So I think when we reach out and instead of saying, you shouldn't do that, that's wrong, maybe helping them. With the second part about the conversations when people make either overt racist comments or they make statements that are just inappropriate. I think at this point saying something 
what again, whatever comfort level that may be for you, that's what needs to be happen because again, standing by and letting that just pass means that you're contributing to the problem. Now, if it's in your workplace and you don't want to create those kind of waves, I think that maybe having those discussions about bringing in trainers or maybe even collectively as a staff having conversations may assist in trying to make some changes. And I think that that's where I kind of left off is that we're evolving and there's there's opportunity for progression here. There's opportunity for us, for those of us who live in America, to make changes to our daily lives and maybe take on some of the habits of other countries, uh, like a siesta, for instance. Um, But the bottom line is for us to create changes that help us in a lot of ways to evolve and progress as a society and as a human being. A lot of things that I've read over the last couple of months, and I've just been consuming articles and materials because I did recently start a brand new Facebook group, which you might have seen or heard about, called Classic, Curvy, and Beautiful. It is just for women, so guys, I'm sorry. Right now, I'm not expanding it out. Uh, But what I've done in that group is I have been linking articles about self-care, positivity, how to manage hard things, organization, a lot of different things for those people in the group that I'm consuming and then sharing. So I have various meditation apps that send out great articles weekly. I have a wealth of individuals that I follow that have been sending out materials Everybody knows I follow Mel Robbins, and she just put out a three-day mindset reset reboot, if you will. So all of these things have helped me to kind of drive my mindset in the right direction. I've jumped on a lot of challenges like house cleaning challenges. I just joined a meal prepping challenge. It keeps me busy, and yes, seems counterproductive since I'm saying I'm overwhelmed, but I'm overwhelmed by the fact that I just don't have much structure. And so that's what I'm coming around to say is that if you're feeling overwhelmed, control the things that you can control, find some structure and find whether it be an app or a friend or a family member to help you through this. So a couple of the apps, I always love to drop some app um, suggestions because I find that I go through apps pretty quickly. But my most recent app that I've started using is Asana. A-S-A-N-A. It's used a lot for businesses to delegate tasks, but it also is just really easy for me to put in things that I need to get done during the week in addition to projects that I'm completing. Because I have so many ideas and that overwhelm comes from me having no place to put those ideas. And so April from Learn, Do, Become, who I also have been following in her nine-step process, she talked about a mind dump, and I love that concept. And she was actually the one that suggested Asana, and that's why I downloaded it. But the idea of taking some time either each day or each week to just put all the things you need to get done, don't you know overwhelm yourself. But then she talks about the concept of essentialism and identifying what's the essential things that need to get done and prioritizing your time. Almost everybody will tell you that. Uh, from Kendra Hennessy to April Perry from Learn to Become. My sister works with some of the very well-known business entrepreneurs in the world, and many of them talk about 
you got to prioritize and identify what's the essential things that have to get done and the things that aren't necessarily a priority right now. So tapering that down from business all the way to just regular life. I can't get everything done. I'm sure that none of you can get everything done that you want to do. That's the phase of life that I'm in right now. But the bottom line is if you can figure out what is the best way for me to prioritize my time, what is the best way for me to organize it, what are my goals in life, and then starting a plan, that's going to make a world of difference. So I know for me, the Asana app has helped because I can check off and say, okay, oh yes, I need to call and make that appointment. Or yes, I have to call and get this project done. Okay. And I look at it every morning to see what can I get done today. It's been a blessing to me. I also, like I said before, have had a conversation with my husband. and It's probably going to be multiple conversations of really how do we manage us time collectively as a couple and us time as individuals because I think that self-care is probably like top of my priority list of making sure that I don't get burned out. So I wish you the very best in the coming months as we all develop and evolve and progress. I hope that we all find some glimmer of hope amongst all the overwhelming negativity and difficult conversations that we may or may not be having, the difficult news outlets, the difficult news in general that's coming out. Try to take some time for you to manage as much as you can because at the end of the day, you are a priority. Taking care of yourself so that you can take care of others, that's a priority. So as always know that you are not alone, whether you can relate to this podcast or think, nope, none of that applies to me, let me know what you thought. I would love to hear from you. You can always email me at beautifullyawkwardpodcast at yahoo.com or on Instagram. We have our Facebook page, but I want to hear from you. What's going on with you? How have you been coping? How have you been dealing? What has been going on with you? Because I feel like I'm out on my own little island and the point of this whole podcast that I started a year ago was to create a platform and create a community where we could all come together and really feel like we are not alone. So I wish you the very best for the rest of the week and month and year and I will see you all soon. Talk to you then.